Well, a good Wednesday morning to you. Here we are in the middle of the week already. Hope your week's going well. Well, today I want to look at the two verses in Proverbs 28 that are in our uh, Bible reading plan. And by the way, we're winding that plan down. We're getting close to the end of that two-year plan, uh, coming to the end of our readings in um, the Old Testament, and now we're into the uh, Minor Prophets and uh, getting into the final book of uh, books of the New Testament and wrapping up Proverbs as well. Well, in uh, verses 12 and 13, two different ideas, but um, one is a statement of reality. The other is a statement of promise con- uh, promise slash warning. So let's look at verse 12 first of all and see if you don't resonate with what the writer says. Verse 12 says, when the righteous triumph, there is great glory. But when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. What's this talking about? Well, think of, um, think of political leadership, right? When righteous, the righteous triumph, when good people uh, win elections and come into office, there's a, there's a sort of a sigh of relief because we know that Good le- those good leaders will act on the basis of principle. They'll make decisions for the welfare of their people. And y- your, your fear of potential oppression and um, you know, burdensome regulations and taxation and all the rest of that kind of stuff, it's minimized. As well as is the, th- there won't be the promotion of evil behavior and the promotion of laws that allow for unethical or wicked uh, sinful stuff like you know like abortion for example and other other modern uh, moral issues so when the righteous triumph there's a sigh of relief there's a breath of fresh air there's a there's a feeling of of gladness among the righteous but the last part of the verse says when the wicked arise Men hide themselves. So when wicked leaders come into power, positions of power and authority, uh, leaders like uh, Gavin Newsom out in California, who's putting up billboards all across the country, uh, blaspheming the words of Christ, blaspheming Christ by misapplying his words and, uh, and um, applying them to the issue of abortion, and encouraging women all over the country, come to California to kill your babies. Come to California. We'll, we'll welcome your murderous behavior toward your babies. A leader like that, like Gavin Newsom, is an evil man. And, 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 and being in, his, in a position of power like he is, the, the righteous are going to hide themselves. They're, they're going to have a sense of foreboding what next would a man like this bring down the pike? What kind, of, what kind of legislation would he encourage? What kind of behavior would he not only tolerate but promote? And what kind of righteous behavior would he want to squash and quell? 
You see, we're seeing this lived out in the 21st century United States of America. We have very few good leaders that have come into positions of power, and we don't have we don't haven't had much to rejoice about. On the other hand, there are a lot of evil people who are promoting all kinds of evil stuff, and the righteous in the land have a sense of foreboding about all of that because we know we know where this will lead somewhere down the road. Well, I think of uh, the next verse. Verse 13 says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. So the first verse is a statement of you know, r- reality in the culture. The second verse is a combination of a warning and a promise. The warning is, look, don't cover your sin. Don't, get in, don't be engaging in sinful behavior. Try to cover it up and, and carry on uh, clandestinely in sin. Instead, confess it. Deal with it. Because that covering up, trying to hide the sin and, and, and coddle it and all the rest of that stuff, this isn't, isn't going to help you. You're not going to prosper in this. Instead, you're going to suffer tremendously for it. What's the answer? What's the antidote? Confessing and forsaking. Confess that sin. Forsake that sin. And you'll find mercy. This is the promise of God. You'll find mercy. So, I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but if there is any kind of sin that you are harboring and you're thinking you're getting away with it, um, don't go there. Don't let yourself think that way. Instead, let the Holy Spirit use this verse of Scripture to convict you of the need to confess that sin before the Lord, to forsake it, turn from it, and God will be merciful to the sinner who appeals to him for mercy. So, may these two verses uh, may they be a blessing to us as we face here uh, very shortly some elections in our land. Let's pray that by God's grace, uh, righteous people triumph, and that evil people will be removed from office. And then let's be careful about our walk with the Lord and make sure we're not harboring secret, private sins. Let's confess them and get rid of them. Our Father and our God, thank you for the challenge of these uh, couple of verses today. I pray that we would be encouraged to pray, and I pray that we would be encouraged to guard our steps and be quick to confess and forsake sin. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Have a good rest of your Wednesday. Hope the Lord will bless you in it. Good day.